0: Welcome, everybody, to the So Many Shows podcast. We're usually here talking about a specific television series, maybe a specific episode, doing some recaps. But today, we have a very special guest with us who actually is able to talk with us about several different shows. He has quite the varied background. We're going to be talking with Dodd Vickers, who is a locations manager and location scout. He has um, worked on Sharp Objects. He has done scouting for Cobra Kai, and he's most recently uh, finished up working on a new series called Clean America. So welcome, Dodd. Thank you for joining us.
1: Well, it's my pleasure to be here. Thanks for the invitation.
0: Awesome. And I also have um, so many shows pro Mike Caputo here with us. Mike is also um, the owner of Pop Culture Review, and he also lends his talents to so many shows. So um, he's going to be picking your brain today as well, Dodd.
2: Well, great. That, I look forward to All right. picking.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always a good thing. So, Mike, why don't you start us off?
2: Uh, sounds good. Dodd, again, thank you uh, for joining us. Uh, you know, the two shows that you that have been on recently, Sharp Objects, Cobra Kai, uh, a lot of your other work, uh, Brockmire, uh, you know, we're fans of here, we cover them and it comes up a lot in our discussion, location and, and how sets look and how they come off and how they appear and the magic of television. Uh, you know, just looking through your resume, we see that you've been a location scout for some projects, uh, other times a location manager. In the case of Sharp Objects, you were listed as, as both. Can you explain the different aspects of, of these two roles and, and if you have a preference, if, if given your your desire, what, which one do you prefer more?
1: Sure. Um, Typically, the way things work is I'll get uh, I'll be contacted by a a production team uh, that has a show coming. I live in Atlanta, primarily work in Atlanta, and they'll tell me they've got a show that they plan to bring to Atlanta and they'll be interested in me managing the show. Um, The first part of that is the scouting aspect of it. So usually I am one of the scouts and then I also manage a team of other scouts, depending on the size and scale of the show and how far reaching we're going to be. It might be me and one or two other people. It could be me and three or four other people. Um, first thing that happens, they'll send me the scripts. Uh, I'll get time to review those, get a feel for the story, and kind of do a, a location breakdown, which you know, you, you get the, as much information as you can from the descriptions that are added to the script. It's, for example, Brock Myers' apartment or, or Wind Gap, Missouri. And then uh, usually there's a follow-up call with the production designer. Uh, the production designer is the one that sets the tone of the show as far as the look and feel for it. Um, and they'll give you the direction, you know, what they think this house should look like, what this apartment should feel like. They want a loft. They want something a little more, uh, you know, neat and executive feeling, whatever the feel is, they're trying to create for the entire show. And oftentimes I'm involved in talking to the show runners. If there is one, maybe that's the writer, uh, the uh-huh. director also has input. He's got ideas um, I start putting my team out there. We start gathering photographs and we call clearing locations where we will go find a building or a home uh, that we're interested in or think they would have interested in. And we would uh, get, you know, get their buy-in that if they do select their location, they would be interested in working with us. Uh, We start sending those pictures back and forth through a private website. They review them. They'll give us some feedback, tell us if we're on the right track. We need to shift gears a little bit. And then eventually it leads to them coming to Atlanta for the first scout. I usually spend quite a bit of time with the production designer, going around, coming up with options for each location that is in the show. And then they'll schedule a director scout, and they'll narrow it down to two or three options, usually at that point. We'll go see those with the director. They'll powwow and then come back to me and say, okay, based on what we've got here, we like this one. We'd like to see a few more options. They tell me what direction to go in. And then it comes down to it, uh, ultimately, they say, okay, this is the one. We, this is our number one pick, and here's our number two pick. We go sit down with the homeowners. By then, we usually have a one-line schedule that tells us when we'll be working approximately at that home, so we have an idea. The designer provides us with um, sometimes drawings, sometimes just you know a written description of what their plans are as far as what they want to paint, what window treatments they want to do, et cetera. Uh, how long we would have to relocate the homeowner, if that's necessary at all, um, and get them to buy into it, negotiate a contract. Um, then we're mm-hmm. off to the races. Uh, then we get into the more management aspect of it, which is uh, getting the permits, scheduling police and security. Uh, I hire a team mm-hmm. of other locations people who spend their, their show with me. Um, I usually have a key assistant or 2 On um, Queen America. I have two keys. Um, We then have a group of assistant location managers that work directly under them, and then we have location assistants that are essentially PAs um, that are working all the sets. So we start running with it when the camera lands, starts filming. I'm on site as long as needed. Usually I'm breaking away once we get started in the morning and moving Uh on unless it's a sensitive location, and then I move on to get ready for the next day or next week's filming. The keys usually alternate location so one of them's off prepping one while one is shooting their location and Mm. then we um, make sure that once we're done uh, the uh, homeowner or business owner is happy and ready to sign something saying we've returned their place of business or home back to them in as good or better condition they've been paid anything we (laughs) promised to pay them and uh, we're able to move on to the next one until we finish the show and wrap it that's the basic story by the the process I don't know mm-hmm. what other questions you might have about the, the various aspects of the process, but uh, that's usually how it works.
0: Do you, do you enjoy the, any particular uh, part of the timeline more than another? Just personally? Not really. I
1: really like them both, honestly. Um, scouting okay. is a lot of fun. Scouting is, um, I hate to say it's like a vacation for us, but we work so hard <laughs> during production. You know, we work sure. 14 to 16-hour days for about five minutes at some time, typically. So we'll work, you know, full day plus, and you'll see five minutes of that work on screen. Um, So it's pretty intense, and, you know, you're working long hours. Uh, Most of the time you don't work weekends. Sometimes you're working maybe your director scouting for a new location that popped up, something like that on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. So you're working five to six days a week, 12 to 14 hours a day during production. Scouting is a little bit more of a typical, not nine to five job, but... Uh, it's more of a typical day. You're out in the world, okay. looking for locations, okay. and then you, you pretty much, when businesses start closing, you're wrapping your day, uploading pictures, editing, sending out the emails to, you know, tell them what you've accomplished for the day, et cetera.
0: Okay. Now, if, if you were to show up at my door, I I can tell you right now. I'd say, sure, come on, whenever you need us, we'll we'll <clears> accommodate. But um, how often do you hear no? From, well, from either it, a homeowner it or a it,
2: business? It certainly, yeah. yeah,
1: it certainly happens. Absolutely. Um, one thing we do is we, you know, obviously we work very close with the economic development uh, uh, groups in the various counties, mm-hmm. cities, and in the, with the state. So one of my first calls when I'm hired is to the governor's office at Selman Entertainment, making sure they know me well and they know that um, usually they've heard of the project and I'll let them know that I've been hired to manage or scout. And um, that way, we, we put together a scout letter. So if someone's home, I'm able to present them with this letter describing the project, who I am, and giving them mm-hmm. a couple of local contacts as well as money at the governor's office. They can call to verify that I am who I say okay. I am. And yeah. um, I encourage people to make those calls and check us out. Uh, but I'm surprised how often people say, oh, come on in, you know, without ever making that <laughs> phone call. Um, yeah. I've yeah. told my wife before, who have also scouts now, for me and did a lot of the work on sharp objects but i remember being invited into a house once. the girl had no idea who i was and i had a camera and a piece of paper in my hand and come on and my, <laughs> she's by buyer so i called my wife immediately after and i said if i ever found out you did that i'd kill you i swear it's just you should be making <laughs> yeah. those calls make sure you verify who people are it's not a, right. you're, not a you're not bothered by that whatsoever yeah.
2: That's but how I'm a first forty eight gonna... starts, like a first forty-eight hours starts. Like it starts that kind of you know, I'm the gas man, you
1: know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and my mother, and my wife, I don't really have to worry. Her dad's with the FBI, so I don't really worry about that too much. So she's oh, she's got shoot. the protective end okay. uh, instincts. But but yeah, I'm always yeah. surprised when somebody invites me in on my on the first meeting. Um you sure. know, if the husband's home and there's other people there, it's one thing, but especially when people are by themselves, it always surprises me when they say, Sure, come on in, I'd be I'd love to do it. But then, even yeah. then, you get to a point sometimes, and you start getting into it. Uh, on this show that we just filmed, I had a house that was a little bit reluctant, and I said, "You know, it's, it's totally fine. You're, we're not forcing you to do this. I want to make sure it's something you want right. to do." And uh, they finally came around, and said, "Yeah, okay, we're gonna we're gonna go with it. We're gonna give it a shot." Um, okay. And it worked out well for them. They enjoyed it. They got to they got to come visit on site while we were filming and see the actresses and we get to see a mm-hmm. little of the action and feel like they were part of it. And, we usually try to make cool. sure they feel like they're part of the process. They're not just, thanks for your home. We'll see you in a couple of weeks, you know.
2: Right, right. Okay. Well, That's great. Once, you've, once you've set your locations, if you're not out scouting or trying to set up a new location, are you on set typically uh, during yes. production? Uh,
1: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you're on set. Uh, and if I'm not on set, one of my keys is on set. And if I'm not on set, it's because I'm getting ready for – but like I said, if we just finished filming in an apartment complex. Um, the day before that, we were filming at a restaurant in a very busy part of Atlanta. So The day before, I would have been there uh, with the crew filming, probably broken away once that we knew everything was well in hand, and we got uh-huh. to the apartment complex to make sure we were ready for the next day. Plus, that day, we were doing some driving work. We had some green screen work. So there were a lot of moving parts some of those days. So, yeah, it depends on what's going on. If it's a very complicated day, then I'm more likely to be on set. If it's a pretty easy day for us as far as not a lot of moving around, we know we've got the buy-in of all the neighbors and things are pretty well set, then I'm probably not going to spend the whole day on set. But I'm usually there for about half the day.
0: Okay. Mike, I think you have a question about some of the, maybe we'll call them tricks that you employ.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things that, I mean, the one thing that fascinate me, and I, I'm always shocked when I see, like, a show like Cobra Kai, and I, and I realize it wasn't actually filmed in, like, the Valley or, you know, down in, like, mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Um, are there any industry techniques that you can reveal to us that you use to make Georgia look like other locales, make it look like Wind Gap, make it look like L.A.? Uh, and related to that, has there been any kind of particular really big challenge, like, someone asked you to do something that uh, was, was just a mountain to move to get it to look like this other locale?
1: I would say probably the hardest one for us is when people want to make something look like Los Angeles. Um, okay. Georgia certainly has a lot more trees and we're not in a desert. Um, you know, we're pretty mm-hmm. much a, a tropical area. Uh, we've got a lot of tree cover. The architecture styles are very different. Um, I just did mm-hmm. a movie about a year ago called Den of Thieves uh, with Gerard mm-hmm. Butler. Sure. and uh that was all filmed here in Atlanta. So for the the neighborhood where some of the the gang lives uh definitely could not look like your typical Atlanta architecture and so we scoured Atlanta trying to find some houses and we stumbled across a neighborhood that is all stucco with barrel tile red roofs and Mediterranean style architecture by bringing in a few palm trees and sticking them on the other side of the fence so you see In the background some more palm trees and things like that without a lot of other typical um hardwoods and pines around you we were able to create a neighborhood that felt very much like you were in los angeles Uh, some of the city stuff you've got to really kind of think of the area they're trying to portray and we do get reference pictures from other people that we utilize and and going out and finding the right angles and looking at things you can do for certain shots But it just depends on what what the area you're trying to recreate is. For example, I did Blended Uh with Adam Sandler. Um, It was filmed in South Africa, but it's equally large a piece was filmed here in Georgia. Um, So there are scenes that you would swear were in Africa, but they were were actually here in Buford, Georgia and up near Lake Lanier (laughs) and in the Gainesville area. And a lot of that is employing some digital effects afterwards. Uh, I don't know if you saw that movie or not, but there's a a scene with Adam playing... um, uh, he's playing uh, cricket he's teaching the boy how to pitch and that's supposed to be at the big resort they're in in South Africa and it's actually in a field in Beaufort Georgia right off the right next to the railroad track and they just oh, pan uh, back and then once we got above the trees they they blue screened in or digitally uh, painted in a piece of the resort so you thought you were right around the corner from the resort uh, but that that's a lot of things that our greens team will do you know, they'll be bringing in the appropriate greenery to like liven up the background so the pieces you see when you're fairly close don't look like you're standing in a, a forest in Georgia, that kind of thing. So it's it's a team effort, certainly. We do have to try wow. and find the best locations that we can based on photographs that were sent. And then we, we work as a team to uh, determine what's the best way to address it, uh, to make it feel more less like Georgia and more like you're somewhere else. Uh, so I would say Los Angeles, New York City is tough because Atlanta is certainly not as dense. Uh, New York City yeah. mm-hmm. they have a few sure. streets that have a kind of unique look um, but we end up finding a lot of locations to piece them together uh, like where you have oh, an alley okay. with lots of fire escapes and then another one where it's a little wider and you can see balconies that would be outside of people's brownstone apartments and uh, aging things you know that maybe were newly constructed but you can bring our set deck team in and art department in and Mm -hmm. they can dress them out and age them down a little bit so they don't look so fresh and new uh things like that that you know the the rest of the departments come together to make those happen we just give them a canvas to work with
2: do you do you find that you actively draw on prior work for uh for new projects that come up like like say you get in an la scene you're like i need gritty la you know we can go back to this location or do you try and find new areas because maybe you're worried about, you know, project to project, something looking the same. Uh, How much much new work do you do once you've kind of developed a spot you like for a certain area?
1: Definitely going to, you're going to pull from your previous work, but you definitely want to keep it fresh as well. You don't want to keep going to the Mm -hmm. same place to make it so recognizable that everybody goes, Oh wait, I saw that in baby driver or something. You definitely Mm -hmm. want to, uh, break it up, but there are certain things that are harder to recreate here than others. Um, You also benefit from the scouting that you do for one show on the next show. Um, I've been called about a couple of shows, one named mansions, and we've done an extensive scout of mansions in the Atlanta area with pools for the show that I'm on currently. And so I've probably got 40 or 50 new mansions that we did not use that we cleared for that show that I can at All least right. send them and say, okay, hey, these were recently cleared. Are you interested in some of these? And then you still go back and do what they call re-clearing, uh, going back okay. to them, making sure they're still interested, making sure they haven't painted a wall a different color since you were there because, you know, they see this wall and they go, oh, this is perfect. They go in and that wall is not there anymore, things like that. So you you never want to just mm-hmm. lean, lean on your files too heavily, but it gives you a starting point when you start a new project for sure. But you do want to keep it fresh. there are also, you, you don't want to, you don't want a neighborhood to fatigue and get tired of the filming. And unfortunately there are certain neighborhoods in Atlanta that have been mm filmed so much that once in a while we'll get a note from the mayor's office or from one of the other counties saying, Hey, we're going to take a little break on film permits for this area. So just be aware of that. If you're scouting, you might want to stay away from here for a little while just to let them recover. They've had a lot of shows here. And you know, know, we try to be as non-invasive as possible, but it, it is a bit like a small circus coming to town and living in your neighborhood for several days. And so there are mm-hmm. going to be detours and traffic re rerouted or holds while we're rolling and then releases afterwards. And especially if you're living right next door to the house, you could see where people would, would get tired of it a little bit. Uh, we came in and filmed at yeah. a home for, for the show I, I'm working on now and found out that just two days before we showed up to film another show, had filmed a house two doors down. And so we're like, okay, let's <laughs> just go make sure we... We hold the hands of these people a little bit and make sure they know that we're aware of it and that we're going to do everything we can to keep them happy. You know, we make sure they know that yeah. they'll always have access to their property. And the things you worry about are lighting that, that's needed by production. You don't want to be blasting light into someone's home every night for a week and a half while you film at two in the morning. Uh, yeah, that's the sure. challenge we run into quite a bit because right. most of the bigger neighborhoods have um, time restrictions and noise ordinances and you've got to get variances, which means you have to go to each individual neighbor and have them sign on and say they're, they, they're aware of it, they're okay with it, uh, so you can go back and get a variance um, because we have such limited night to work with if we stick to those ordinances. And if you've got a five minute night scene, you're gonna need every bit of that darkness to capture that or you're gonna have to do it over multiple days. And it's very, really, right. you, know, you right. don't wanna keep moving the company back and forth and back and forth to different locations every day. So, you know, if you've got a noise restriction of eleven o'clock and it's summer in Georgia and it doesn't get truly dark until nine o'clock, that means you've only got two hours oh, to work with. That's
0: unless you can window, get a there. Yeah. 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 So
1: we we may come in and, and start prepping at seven and getting things set up so that the minute it gets dark enough we can start shooting and then we wrap filming probably six and seven in the morning when the sun's coming up and that gives us our twelve hour day. So it's mm. definitely a big jigsaw puzzle you have to put together with these things. And uh, finding new of and fresh locations yeah. is, is really important, for sure. It's great yeah.
2: It's great to have these types of conversations, because I think people uh, don't really think about it. And the amount of work that goes behind the scenes on even this like very molecul- molecular level uh, to make yeah. the shows mm-hmm. as believable and seamless as, as we see when they're all put together and edited and cut and aired. And just the amount of hours and, and manpower that has gone into it. It's just fascinating. I, I love these kinds oh, of yeah. interviews. I mean, tends tend to pull back the curtains for this reason. Mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. Sharp
1: Objects, I think I started scouting for it in December of 2016. And okay. um, started doing some preliminary scouting, uh, looking for Victorian homes, obviously where we're trying to find the big home here and uh, looking at every small town we could find. And then they, I worked for them for, i think and sent them you know files every day get feedback would we'll go look for some more and then they they said okay we've got to digest this and figure out what our next step is and then that's when i started working on um gen of thieves then they called me and said hey are you available to pick up where you left off here's some direction i said well unfortunately i'm not uh, atlanta was so busy at the time it was difficult to find somebody and I recommended my wife to them who had been being trained by a few of the other managers and scouts here in Atlanta, as well as scouting with me on occasion. And she hasn't done a show by herself, but if you want to give her a shot, I think you'll be happy, but if not, don't worry about it. You can let her go and we'll find somebody else for you. Unfortunately, I loved mm-hmm. her. And they called me one day and said, we hope you like working with your wife because we're not letting her go. <laughs> and they oh, kept yeah. her on, the they kept her for the run of the show. So the minute I got off of Genevieve's, yeah. I jumped back in. Um, and by that time, she had been uh, in the band with Sean Mark and uh, the production team, uh, looking at all the small towns and looking at a lot of the locations. She found quite a few of the key locations for Sharp Objects. Awesome. Um, everything from the river and the woods where the, the hunting shed is to the oh, yeah. um, uh-huh. the farm where the, the, the family pig farm, which I don't know that that's been as established as I would have expected it to be that this is her family's pig farm. Right. The Preaker Pig Farm. Uh, Preaker, I think she yeah, kind of, yeah. read the book. I think it kind of goes over a lot of people's mm-hmm. heads. Uh, but she yeah. found out and she was in the van when when they drove back through Barnesville, which we had photographed, but they hadn't spent a lot of time looking at. And they had just left the farm, which wasn't too, too far away from there. And they were passing through town and John Mark said, wait, we saw pig. Let's get out. And he stopped the van and they got out, walked around Barnesville and they said, this is it. This is wind so mm-hmm. she was able to jump in, and they they had already selected quite a number of the locations by then. And I hit the ground running to start putting the deals together and working with the city. Uh, a lot of times we do have to do presentations for the council members to make sure they understand what we're doing, that we're taking care of the businesses in the area, and not shutting things down. Um, so it's a, it can be a very complex and lengthy process. And I think we finished yeah. filming in. July or first of August of last year. Um, it would have been late July, so I worked on that from December through July, off and on. Um, for the show mm-hmm. that I'm on now, I started working on it in April, and we we are just about to wrap filming, and I'll will be on it for a couple more weeks. And we of that we've only filmed for 49 days, so oh, wow. that tells you mm-hmm. how much time goes into the, yeah. the complete process of the production. Right. Wow,
0: oh, that's crazy. Well. It, Speaking of, um, you mentioned Barnesville used for sharp objects. I have made a visit there. I we've spoken about that. And I was just fascinated um, checking out the the different spots and uh, visualizing, you know, the show and the town. And it's just a great town to visit. It's a lot of fun um, being there. What what do you think of this fascination folks have? Because I know it's not just me about visiting locations that have been used for filming like you're in it when it's happening oh, what do you think of all these folks who want to go on tours and um and go drive around and take pictures um what how do you make I sense of that i think it's great
1: honestly i really think yeah. it's great um that the town could not be more excited um
0: mm-hmm.
1: the uh they've been thrilled with the amount of attention they've been getting because of this and the number of people that have come in just to have their picture taken in front of the wind gap mural and look around at yeah. the shops and I did a little driving map for the uh, HBO group to show them all the public areas. Obviously, we don't give away personal, uh, people's private addresses and things for where we might have right. found other locations. But anything that's accessible sure. to the public, I tried to mark for them where, as far as where things were in barnes when they went there. They would know where to look a little more closely. But um, yeah. it's really fun. I mean, I got into this entirely by accident. And I, had, I had no intention of getting into the industry. I never thought there would be an opportunity First of all, for me oh, to get wow. into this business, because I never planned to move to California or New York. My wife is from New York City. She did not want to go okay. back to New York City. Um, oh,
2: okay. There's just... nothing wrong with New York City. <laughs> no, no, she New we, York. We loved,
1: <laughs> no, no, we, we loved New we, York. We
2: oh, miss trust her. me. My,
1: my father in law was a New York City cop. He was uh, born and raised in the Bronx. My wife was born in Queens, and her mom is yeah. from Queens. Um, we Queens. have deep roots in New York and on that side of the family. Yeah, Rosalind, what's uh, in Flushing?
2: Oh, Flushing. Way. I'm born and raised in Flushing. Yeah. 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 Right yeah my wife was
1: born in Flushing, and we got lots of family in Roslyn. Oh, that's but just um, she just doesn't, she loves it to go back to. And she lived there even after she graduated high school. She moved back there for a while. Uh, she models and acts as well. And she just, oh. she loves being in Georgia. Every, it seems like every time we move, we move a little further away from the city. So we get closer to
2: uh, lakes and
1: horses cool. and things like that. Sure. But, uh, no. we love we love New York City. But I just never planned to move there. I was, at the time, uh, the hotel manager for the Ritz-Carlton here in Atlanta and was leaving my mother's horse farm, which we were taking care of for her while she was in the hospital. And this big bus pulled up with all these people with pads and friends. And I was convinced they were lost because my mother lives in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of acres of cattle land. And I just assumed they were lost. And it was a, a movie coming to town and they wanted to use my mom's property for the filming. And I got to know them over the course of about a month or so that they were there. It turned out that the location manager for that project had worked with my wife on two national commercials. So we got very friendly. And Mm -hmm. when he was about to wrap up and leave, he said, you know, if you're interested in a career change, we're about to get so incredibly busy here, we're not sure what we're gonna do because we just don't have enough locations to to step up. And you've got the basic skills, you would just need to learn the business. And he offered okay. me an opportunity to transition over. And so I ended up in the business. So I've seen it from both sides. And I was pretty okay. exciting to yeah. see the first time. And it's still exciting to see something, you know, on a day-to-day basis, yeah. you kind of get jaded to it a little bit. But then when okay. you go back, I've been <laughs> back to Barnacle twice since the filming wraps. And I uh, uh-huh. love seeing people, love seeing that they're how excited they still are to have people come visit. And I yeah. uh, love seeing the growth of the tours. And I've done presentations in Macon helping them understand the the, economic impact that a film production can have on a town. I mean, Barnesville and Lamar County in general said that their revenue went up 10% in July while we were there. And that's just their sales tax revenue. So that's a huge reflection on the the other money that was spent in town, whether it was us buying gas or props or materials for construction or restaurants or hotel rooms, but then also just other people coming to see what we were doing and to try and catch a glimpse of – Amy driving around Wind Gap and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I mean, I understand it because I have yeah. shows that I watch religiously, and I think it would be great that you know, when we were in LA, I'm driving That's around awesome. going, "I wonder where this is," and, you know, I've right. got to see a few places that I had seen from movies and shows that I enjoy. So I totally get it, and I totally think it's fantastic.
0: Well, what's the protocol if a um, if a show is in production and you know it's in your neighborhood or nearby, and you want to? take a peek at something or say Cobra Kai you know, it's coming back soon, I believe for, for production. And you want to They're have They're starting a picture. up uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And you want to get a picture with the Cobra Kai up at the shopping center. Is, is that allowed? What are the rules? What, um, what do people need to know about looking at if anything act- that might be yeah. before it wraps?
1: Yeah. If we're actively filming, um, then it's difficult because we will have PAs and we obviously have police mm-hmm. with us and security
2: sure.
1: to try to keep, just not to interfere with the production. We want people to enjoy mm-hmm. it and we want to, you know, I think um, it's, a, it's surprising though how little that happens, which it continues wow. to amaze okay. me. People will know mm-hmm. we're in town. I, I did Prisoners with Hugh Jackman. I mean, we're standing around with Wolverine and there's nobody trying to come over <laughs> and see but was in all the yeah. papers that he was in yeah. the, the biggest one we've seen is with Blended. We probably had two, three hundred people show up every day trying to get a glimpse of Adam Sandler and say hi to Adam. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. he's a super nice guy and he he will always take time to break away and go do selfies with people and find stuff. But um, it doesn't happen all that much where it becomes a problem with people trying to get close to set. But if we're not filming, but they're just holding the set, we will have security there. But if you can find it, we won't won't be publishing where it is. But if you happen to find out, there's certainly nothing to prevent you from taking a photograph. If you do get Uh near a set on when it's actively filming, you're probably going to be asked quite a few times not to take pictures simply because they're worried about spoilers. They're worried about their intellectual property. They don't want too much getting out there before. So we do get people, you know, we'll come up and we'll see the guy with the long lens camera trying to get some pictures.
0: Uh, And we'll, you know, know,
1: go up and we'll usually, if if it's necessary, involve our security people just to kind of monitor where they are, how close they're getting. That they're in an area which is safe for them to be, and so that they're not interfering with us. And there's only, there's only so much we can do. We we want people yeah. to enjoy it and to feel like they've been part of it, so they can say, "Oh, I was there when they filmed that scene." But uh, we yeah. also have to try and respect the production's right to their intellectual property, and not to devalue it by like getting too much information get out there before the show.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna say respect is probably a good strong rule of thumb. <laughs> For, yeah, that's um, what i gonna say.
1: Go, we, go, enjoy it. Be near it if you can. Get a, you know, get a peek. The stars and people that are the actors. Most, you know, I, there's very few of them that I can think of that that won't wave and say hi to you if they have time. But they are yeah. doing the work. They're in character.
0: Exactly. They don't have time
1: to stop and do a million autographs all the time. Unless Adam Sandler is, he's sure. just doing himself most of the time, so it doesn't seem to affect oh. him. But so many of them are yeah. focused on what they're about to do and depending on the scene they're filming that day it may be a really dark and emotional scene and it's hard for them yeah, to break out of that yeah they're in the mile that take character pictures. yeah exactly sure. right but if you find a location well, um, you know you can take a picture it's the uh, yeah. okay. but uh you know security okay. may ask you not to but if you've already done it there's not much they can do but you know just try <laughs> to be respectful of the production
0: exactly sure. It, sure yeah I well,
2: have a oh, you yeah, got to just go ahead mike
0: no, no, I was going to tell you, I
2: thought you might have some, like another question. Uh, I, I do. I have so many, but I'm going to try and keep myself <laughs> under control. But, um, so you mentioned your city, you mentioned LA, and I, I think people assume a lot of TV shows and movies that they watch are filmed in those kinds of big locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people know Vancouver now as a place, yeah. especially for sci-fi shows, gets a lot of filming. Georgia, though, has really blown up as a state for filming TV and movies. Mm-hmm. You have you know Tyler Perry famously does his stuff down there. Really, kind of I feel like started like the studio industry down there. Walking Dead famously films all over Georgia. Why do you think Georgia, as, as a proud Georgian, uh, why do you think Georgia has blown up as one of the places to be for filming? What about that state? Uh, do you think? I mean, I, to be so perfectly honest,
1: yeah, I think to be perfectly honest, the thing that gets them here first to look around is the tax incentives that are offered by the state. And in Georgia, oh, okay. Georgia has a, a no cap 30% tax incentive if you include the filmed in Georgia logo at the very end credit. Um, oh, well. that's, a, that's not insignificant, especially the fact that there's no limit <laughs> and it's on top of everything you spend. So, you know, if you're doing a million dollar project, that's $300,000 in tax that you can get. And the tax credit situation is not something I can explain perfectly, but essentially there's a secondary market where those tax credits can be bought and sold. So if you have a liability oh. and like you're told you owe some taxes and you have penalties from 2014 and they say you owe $1,000 and with penalties and interest, it's $3,000. If you can find some tax credits from 2014 and buy $1,000 of them, you can use those to pay it and it eliminates your penalties as well. So there's things, there's also, oh, okay. that's a very simplistic version of that. So that's mm-hmm. certainly something when you're making, especially if you're making all these new big marble projects and that's a lot of money. Um, And so especially if you have a business in Atlanta that you you want to use these to offset tax liability, you know, you can buy those for the full value and then pay your taxes and both parties win. So that's the first thing that gets them there. Fortunately, when they get here, I think we have a very diverse um, landscape in Georgia. Um, We can go from the beach in Savannah and South Georgia and the islands out that way all the way up the coast and then start moving inland. You can find the rural farmlands rolling into the more urban environments of some of the cities in Georgia of various sizes, Atlanta being the largest cities like Macon. Um, And then you can move into the mountains and Lake Country in Georgia. Mm -hmm. And there's so much here you can do. Um, We don't have deserts. That's one thing I'm asked about occasionally. Is there anything that could play as desert? I'm like, not really. (laughs) (laughs) But but, but we do have a, a lot of other things that can pretend to be other places and stay in Georgia for that. And then on top of it, you know, the, the cost of living in Georgia is far less than it is in a lot of other places. Um, yeah. Gas prices are lower. Utility prices are lower. Um, so sure. you start adding all of that up uh, on top of everything else. There's additional savings to a production. Um, sure, and so I guess a lot, lot of, of the
2: establishments probably be- – like residents down there they they stay so long i i'm thinking of like the Walking dead i mean your your nine years of production there there are probably people who have made their lives there now like oh they have absolutely yeah you know
1: for sure and that's and then but plus there's people that have come up in the industry here since it blew up um so there is established crew here um the Mm -hmm. infrastructure that has been built up around this industry in the last eight nine years has really blown up there's New studios, including Pinewood, which is where Marvel does most of their work. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, there's, but there's several other studios that have grown up around Atlanta in various parts of town. Um, the, all of the prop houses that have developed here, Panavision is based here, and it has offices here now for rentals of camera equipment, lighting equipment. Um, so, yeah, you've got all the infrastructure, and that's why it makes it difficult to go somewhere else. I've been asked several times, why didn't they film in Missouri? Well, when we went to go to Missouri for about a week to shoot some of the scenes for episode one, where she's leaving St. Louis to come to, to Wind Gap uh, in Sharp Objects, you know, they had to house all of us. There wasn't a lot of, there's not a lot of experienced crew there working, waiting mm-hmm. for jobs, looking for work. There's not a lot of the basic infrastructure you need uh, as far as places to rent equipment and obtain cameras and lenses. And so we had to import all of that. And so that meant we were all having to be housed with per diems in hotels and such while we were there. And if you were to go just had tried to go do this in Missouri, you know, you would have probably had to hire ninety percent of your crew and then house ninety all of them on location and with all those additional expenses. You know, so there's a lot of that economic, you know, conversation that goes on before they decide exactly where to film. New Orleans has been very popular. They're reinitiating some of their tax incentives to bring back some of the business they lost when they decided to try and go without them. Uh, North Carolina is also very popular for filming, but right now it's New York, uh, Vancouver, Atlanta, and, and Georgia in general, and then California. For example, the most recent survey they did for filming, uh, we had more feature films filmed in Georgia than anywhere, any other place else in the world. And of that, the, the economic impact on Georgia was $9.8 billion. So, you know, it's it's changed the economy of Georgia significantly, and that's why so many people are building up lives here, building up businesses here Mm that attach to, I've seen small cleaning companies go to doing nothing but work for productions. Um, There's a guy that does recycling that we use on our sets because we try to be as green as possible that comes in and picks up all of our that's his sole business now is just handling movie production. Wow! So There's so many businesses that have grown up around this that we've impacted because of the film, just like my family, my family and their lives were changed, you know, by this being here, you know, offered us opportunities we would never have had had the film industry never come to Georgia. So it's hmm. certainly changed Georgia's, uh, you know, for the better economically. Um, And there's a lot of people very excited about the industry in Georgia.
0: Well, we don't want to keep you too long, and I know you you weren't as deeply involved with Cobra Kai, but Mike may want to ask you, have a question for you, because he and some of our other folks from so many shows actually put together a podcast for Cobra Kai. So sure. I yeah, I to what I I we,
2: we were, we were, we were a... early, early and big adopters of the show. Uh, you know, we grew up yeah. with the, the movies back in the day. So um, we, we sure. were whole hog onto it. Um, I think I even said that before. I didn't even realize initially that it wasn't filmed in LA. I so convinced was I, or, you know, different parts of LA. Um, what's your, with the show getting picked up for a second season and there's a big break between production shows like Cobra Kai that you're going to have to come back to that have a lot of outside location shots. You've got, like, the big motor dealer, um, mm-hmm. the, the car dealership. You've got the strip mall where the, the dojo is. What do you do, and maybe you've never countered this, what happens if you show back up to start the next season of production and it's gone or changed or, or some kind of catastrophe has befallen it? Like, are you, are you keeping tabs? on shows that you are that you know you're gonna be coming back to work on do you or do you just kind of see what it looks like when you show back up and, and you deal with it and if so how do you deal with it what happens if you show up and the dojo is not there anymore when when mm-hmm. Cobra Kai shows up for season two of production the dojo is still there okay well, okay well good right? <laughs> okay you're, you're hear, you my, were gonna hear a grown man cry if it wasn't but that's fine yeah.
1: my uh, my wife actually found the dojo she found the she found the house. Um, they, she found the car dealership in the dojo for that show.
2: Um,
1: so yeah, we, part of, part of the contract, because we, at the time they, they never know for sure. Um, there are some shows that know other shows that do not, but there is language in the agreement that talk about needing to come back and that, you know, that you're willing to work with us, um, going back at the same time. We so we do show up and people say, no, absolutely not. I just have too much else going on in my life and I don't want to deal with the hassle then we have to come up with a solution for it. And maybe that is a slightly different dealership. Maybe it's shot slightly differently. So you can't really tell you're not in the same car dealership because you could dress it with similar paint. Um, There's also the possibility of building parts of it on stage. I know that we've talked about um, a possible season two for the show I'm doing now. And we probably would not go back and do a lot of the stuff we did on this season on the next season. We probably would go and build some of it on stage. Uh, everything we shot in this season is totally 100% on location. We had zero stage space. And we'll probably uh, build some of the set on stage uh, just for the convenience of the crew and to give us a controlled environment in case we have weather issues, et cetera. Um, so those are, those are things that can enter into it as well. So maybe we're building part of it on stage and then finding new locations. Um, but the house is still there, same owners. The, um, the dojo is still there. I haven't checked on the car dealership. I do think they have a new tenant in the car dealership. It doesn't mean we couldn't work it out with them. I haven't seen Mm this switch yet for the second season. I've talked to the people that are doing the show and I've worked with some of them many times in the past and I'm hopeful that I'll be doing at least some scouting for it again. But, um, so I don't know what, I don't know what the the story is yet. If, uh, you know, because there are always ways to work around it. Maybe, He's okay. expanded his business and he's got a much bigger car dealership this season I' don't, sure. you know there's always
2: creative ways
1: that the production yeah. team can come up with to solve those problems if it's a major deal sure. but uh, yeah you do try to like if you know you feel strongly that there's a possibility of coming back for a second season you kind of want to make sure you've got a partnership with somebody that's going to work with you on a season too um, but you, you it is a obstacle you have to deal with once in a while and you've got to come out I mean,
0: fortunately.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of houses around Georgia and there's probably another one that looks very much <laughs> like the one we filmed in. And there's certain angles on that house you didn't see. Um, so we could always change it. And now this is the front of the house and you didn't really notice the front yeah. of the house because you were coming in near the pool a lot in the first season. You know, there's a lot of different ways they can creatively come up with options if you can find similar locations.
0: That's, That's interesting that you, you mentioned it creatively because your job at the outset may not sound, you know, as artistic as, being the actors or the writers, but you have to have a lot of creativity, in
1: what oh, you, you do, do, to, yeah. to make it work,
0: yeah. yeah. You
1: you definitely and I, and I do I do approach each location that I shoot. Say I, I do think I've got a house that works that I've looked at before that maybe I have filmed in or maybe I haven't. When I talked about going back and reclearing it, I would probably shoot it differently, you know, like because you want to shoot it for the scene to be in that location. Maybe I was focused uh-huh. on something else when I was shooting that house for a previous show. Um, I would shoot the angles differently. Well, this would be the living room where this scene might play out and this one was written for the bedroom. So maybe I'd shoot that a little differently. So yeah, you do have to have a creative eye and yeah. you know, think about the story as you're going into it. Yeah, you know, You're given some direction from the production team of the style of house they're hoping for, the size of the house, what kind of neighborhood that should be in. Um, and then you, you kind of have to work those boundaries and then you're, it's almost like a sales job in a way you're not trying to convince them to Mm -hmm. pick this house, but you're trying to present whatever you show them in a way that they understand that you get where they're coming from
2: and that you understand the
1: story and what they're trying to achieve. So, yeah, there is a, Mm -hmm. there is a big creative piece to being a really good location scout and the management is less creative. It's more logistical, but definitely Mm -hmm. in the, in the scouting process and thinking about where we could film a Texas road, you know, I know 10 roads around here, but maybe they're not close to where we need to be that day. But then I've got to come up mm-hmm. with a new option. So there, right. you definitely have to think creatively and outside the box on a daily basis in this job.
0: Okay. Well, we, Actually, we, we, finish, we finish off um, our interviews often with a, a silly little game. So there's no pressure, no, no right or wrong answer. Just, just something light and, and fun uh, to finish with. So it's an either or game. We give you a okay. scenario and then we either give you like, it could be two characters from the show um and that's what we're going to do from a couple of of the shows here so um mike throw out the first scenario
2: uh i do so yeah like like i said this is a neither or all right you are planning a guy's trip into the georgia mountains who are you taking with you johnny or daniel from cobra kai (laughs) a guy's trip now I think it's going to have to be Johnny. I
1: don't think Daniel would be much fun in a guy's room for
2: me. I agree. We're big pro-Johnny fans here. We really like Johnny.
1: Well, I, think, uh, I think the story, you know, it's one of those things. You kind of have to bite your tongue a lot because having read the scripts yeah. for Cobra Kai, I knew I could see where they were going with it. And I knew yeah. it was not going to work. I know it wasn't what people thought it was going to be. And so yeah. I was kind of excited. And that's why I was happy to see there's a season two. I'm anxious to see how they develop that because he's, yeah. he's certainly not all bad. And we hope he's grown up a little bit since. The first. Oh yeah,
2: oh yeah. I think he had a fascinating character arc. I really impressed with what they did with that show. I think it was so much more than people thought that show was going to be. Which I'm I'm happy it got the season two. I think it really deserved it. And I have to I have to
1: kind of separate like the person from the uh, character sometimes. Like Ralph Macchio versus Danny. I don't know. It's it's a hard thing to you. Kind of get them intertwined in your head.
2: (laughs) Right. Sure. Sure.
0: Sure. hard. Okay. Number two. Yikes, you're being held for ransom and can make a phone call to just one person. You can call either Camille or Adora. Oh, God, I'm
1: calling Camille. <laughs> I, don't, I think Adora would laugh at me and hang up. <laughs> She'd my special and, yeah, and go for uh, uh, a sour medicine really or something,
0: too. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> All right, uh,
0: what do you have next, Mike?
2: Alright, you can't you can't leave the set uh, to get a uh, a present for your wife. Who are you gonna send to do that shopping for you? Johnny or Daniel?
1: I'll send Daniel for that one.
2: Yeah, I think okay. that makes sense.
0: Okay. Maybe Keep
1: he that, comes that's back
2: that's with the right. car. Maybe, maybe you never know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, there yeah, you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I will say um, I'll well,
1: qualify that by saying it depends on if I already yeah. have an idea of what I wanted to have. And then it, depending right. on what it was, I might change my mind depending on if it's okay. like my, my wife's a funny one because she's a girly girl. She's a model. She acts and she scouts. Okay. But she also loves her Jeep Wrangler and loves riding horses and getting yeah. sweaty with sure you know, know. a horse. And so, so it depends on what I'm going to okay. get her. But
0: I think off the bat, okay. I'd go with okay.
1: Daniel at first. Nice. 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 All
0: and right. Tracy? Last one. You are headed to the Emmys. Who is your stylist, Camille or Amma?
1: Oh God. Uh, that's a hard one. I I think oh. it's gonna have to be Camille again. I don't know. Um okay. I,
0: okay.
1: I dress pretty simply, so I think she would be the best one for that. I don't think either <laughs> yeah. Amma, I don't think Amber could do anything for me. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, that's so funny. Yes. Oh, so do you have any special plans tonight for watching the finale of Sharp Objects?
1: Yeah, I've actually invited you've been watching uh, to- we've invited our in laws over. We've we've actually We have a pretty day here in Georgia. We've got a, it's about 80 degrees right now. And we've a beautiful backyard. I've got a patio set up with a TV on it. We're going to have, I'm going to cook dinner. We're going to sit outside on the patio and watch the finale together.
2: Oh, that sounds perfect. What time should we be over?
0: (laughs) Right before it starts.
2: All right. right. I have a little bit further to go than Tracy, but, uh, but I'm. Uh, How about you guys? Are you having a special viewing party?
0: Uh, uh, just I just have to wait till you know my daughter's in bed and settled, and then we'll get to it. So I got yeah, my husband caught up family, last yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, so, no, I'll be on. I'll be on Twitter. Uh, it's one of the shows I like to like, kind of live tweet along with.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, and yeah. get that in, so, you know, you know kind of
2: interact it. with the fans as they watch it, and, and just kind of uh, you know have that kind of discussion. I, I, I get a big kick out of that. Uh, seeing kind of the real time interactions with people reactions so that's, yeah that's, yeah yeah did you did you I'm read doing the doing books it. both of you i i, I did yeah
0: I, I have yeah oh you did my you no, oh you yeah 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 I read yeah. It. yeah so we, oh, okay. we both have read the book so but i'm still just as anxious on pins and needles about how things are going to go because i don't you know could go you don't know, you
1: well, still don't yeah. know make sure, sure you stay the through, through the end credits i've been told that there's some uh there's some okay. after
2: credit scenes that tie things together too interesting okay. interesting all right all right there's some some behind the scenes let's see let's see what there happens there we go tonight. you heard it here <laughs> dot thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate no, you. Yeah, it's been been a a pleasure. you happy to yeah, do it if you ever
0: need me again give me a call
2: oh we surely, oh, we will. Will. We we'll, surely will we'll surely uh, We'll do that you're yeah, very generous
0: yeah, with your time and we appreciate it yeah you'll be hearing <laughs> from
2: us again for sure yeah you, you're gonna regret <laughs> saying that <laughs> no we're <laughs> no, definitely I gonna get a call on you again I'm a huge wow.
0: podcast fan. I
1: used to do one as well. And uh, I, I know what the amount of energy and effort it takes. And I appreciate that very much. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to hearing more from you guys. Is there, oh,
2: anything you, well, you. is there anything you want to plug social media? Is there a place that people can find you, hear from you, see you, uh, um, other than what they see on TV?
1: If they go to doddvickers.com, it just takes you to IMDb. And you can find my shows mm-hmm. that I've worked on there. Uh, if you want me on Twitter, I'm at The Wizard. And uh, ah. Facebook, facebook.com slash Dodd Vickers, but it's pretty boring. It's mostly occasional things. My wife's the one that
0: does more on Facebook than I do. Okay. Nice. But you have been very active on the Sharp Objects uh, official fan page lately, which has been really exciting for folks to get some of those insights yeah, from. Yeah, that's yourself. been
1: fun to share. There, and if people yeah. aren't familiar with that, there's some behind-the-scenes pictures and things there as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, keep up the good work, and we'll be watching what well, all y'all. That you're doing.
1: Enjoy the show Thanks tonight. Thank you so much, Dad. Yeah, right. we right. will. We
2: definitely time. will.
0: Great. alright right. Care.
2: Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.